The Baltimore Ravens clinched not only number one seed in the AFC, they clinched the AFC North. We talk about how they did it. Dominant went over the Dolphins in week 17, and we celebrate here on this instant reaction edition of Locked on Ravens. You are Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of Locked On Ravens. We're a daily Baltimore Ravens podcast, and I'm your host, Kevin Ostriker. Ravens, we're right here with you on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Thank you so much for being here and making Locked On Ravens your first listen each and every day, wherever you're available on all podcasting platforms. That includes over in video form on YouTube and audio form wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode of Locked On Ravens is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play the daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first boss match up to $100. And we are here to party on this Sunday afternoon, heading into the evening. On New Year's Eve, it's going to be a good New Year's Eve for the Ravens flock as the Ravens take care of business. They clinched the number one seed in the AFC and they clinched the AFC North. I mean, just pure and utter domination. Seems like we've been saying that a lot with the Ravens this year, right? 56 to 19 over the Miami Dolphins here in week 17. So we're going to dive into all of it, talk about just how they got to this point. We'll talk about the game itself and how Baltimore kind of took the game and, and controlled it for most of it. Plus we'll get into the rest or no rest narrative because now we know Baltimore will have that all elusive by. Thank you for tuning in today on Locked on Ravens, especially these instant reaction episodes are super fun. We have the chat popping off here. Nana Rave 8. We have Matt Wadislav, Wayne, John in here. Everybody getting in. Eli, it's a ton of fun getting to engage with the chat on these. So be sure to subscribe on YouTube, follow along in audio form or a five-day-a-week Ravens podcast, Monday through Friday, and then obviously these live shows here. We had a weird power outage where I am, so I'm, I'm kind of locked on Ravens after dark where the light here fizzled out and it needs a very specific bulb, so it's a little darker in, in this recording space than usual. I'm, I'm also deathly sick, so... If, if I cough once here or sneeze there, I apologize for that in advance. It's been a very weird weekend. So the Ravens, though, they made the weekend a lot better as they win this game 56-19. And look, there have been all these questions all year about, oh, you know, are the Ravens the best team in the NFL, the best team in the AFC? How good really are they? Well, what I want to start with is the stretch that they had. We talked about it really for the really bye week. We talked about coming out of that bye, what the Ravens had was a stretch the Rams, the Jaguars, the 49ers, the Dolphins, the Steelers. And I know a lot of people are saying, well, you know, if they can go three and two or, you know, two and three, maybe worst case, they're all good teams. But what I was saying in that was, all right, cool. Yeah, the Dolphins are great. The 49ers are great. The Jaguars were good at the time, not taken away from those teams. The Rams, honestly, were their toughest competition out of all four of these games they've played here. The Ravens are a really good team. And people keep talking about the test. Well, this is the test for the Ravens. The, the 49ers are the test. The Dolphins are the test. I mean, we can now say the Ravens are the test, right? They are the best team in the NFL. And short week. This was a short week for the Ravens. They played the 49ers on Monday night, and they had to travel back to Baltimore, get ready for this game at home in Week 17 against Miami. And they did so many good things in this game. They, again, they got you know, it was where they got worked down the field early, and that. They missed Kyle Hamilton for sure in this game. But to me, 
I think the key difference here was the Ravens adjusted. They adjusted the Miami speed. They kind of boxed in Tyree Kill. You see Chase Claypool drop a touchdown, a couple of mistakes from Miami. Again, it's eliminate Tyree Kill, make Tua uncomfortable. Tua missed some throws. I did not think Tua was very good today, but I thought the Ravens defense also was really, really good. Baltimore BDG in the chat saying best win by far this season for the Ravens. There are a couple that I can put up there. I mean, this one, everybody was talking about, well, this is the battle for the one seed, and it absolutely was. But I think that with this game, Miami's defense, it's the same thing I talked about with Detroit and Seattle and with these blowouts. Just because the Ravens did this to the Dolphins does not mean Miami's defense has not been playing exceptionally good football leading up to this. And Miami's been dealing with a ton of injuries, right? They have. It's not a not any discussion that they have been, but the Ravens were dealing with their injuries too, right? There, there is nothing that says to me, oh, the Ravens, you know, they're they're a team that they're gonna have this bye week to rest up and it's gonna be really, really good for them. But at the same time, I don't know, I just feel like the Ravens took care of their business exactly like they had to in this game. So one seed well deserved for this team. I mean, look, they haven't there hasn't really been a team that's helped them all year. Feels like they're on their own plane, on their own playing field right now. And you know, you can talk about the what footage of the Cleveland game and the Colts game and the Steelers game, all really tough losses. And it seems like when the Ravens know that hey, this team, they're they're really good, they can hit us in the mouth. Seems like they play up to their competition in the most really extreme way they can, then they play down to their competition in the most extreme way that they can too. So I don't know. I'm I'm really excited to see what the Ravens do because now we're going to have the conversation throughout the show should the Ravens rest their guys or not rest their guys. We're going to figure it out. And the Ravens did get the 50 burger. I see Benson in the chat putting that in. I wanted it. We got a Jackson five. Everything went just according to script. Lamar Jackson wraps up the MVP here in a game that got so much hype. was not flexed. And obviously with the result here, I'm glad it wasn't. Who knows what happened to those. It's probably still something similar, but it was weird. We'll get to more of the game in the second part of the show and continue talking about it here. Raptors sports, though, an interesting question. Who would win between the 2019 team and the 2023 team? I just think 2023, I see, you know, Wadislav and Benson in the chat saying 2023. So I think 2023 is just – Lamar's a different player than he was back in 2019. He has a lot more experience. He's gone through things, and I just think there is much more. Not that they didn't have veteran leadership on that 2019 team, but I think their team is just – better built this year. I mean, they have depth at almost every single position. Guys have stepped up. Guys have grown. I'd say 2019, they're historic. They're a really, really good team. But 2023 to me kind of takes the cake there as well. And it's just, it's feeling more and more to me. Like, this is the Ravens year. Now, I'm not trying to jinx anything, obviously. They still have to earn it. They still have to take what's theirs. Can't let up off the gas here. Lamar, extremely locked in. During that post interview we had with Evan Washburn on CBS, you know, he said he was locked in and all season has been, you know, 75 yard touchdown as a flowers, no smile, no nothing. Now he did smile in the first game celebration, which was uh, lit, by the way, John Harbaugh was getting down and dancing and hitting some moves over there in the locker room. It was really, really fun. So, I mean, look, this team deserves to celebrate here, but again, you can't get too high. You can't get too low. And the Ravens, I think that even though they've been dominating, they understand what's ahead of them. Three games that matter. Steelers game does not matter anymore. Maybe you want it for momentum. I don't know. We'll, again, talk about with the Ravens what, you know, I guess what they'll do with their starters. But I see Benson saying you better not sell in the playoffs. I have moved now. I have changed my definition of a successful season for them. I used to think it was AFC Championship game. It 
with how well they're playing, this is a Super Bowl or bust year. Now, if they made them a Super Bowl or lose, I would still consider it somewhat of a success. But with the way that, again, they've just dominated their competition, it'll be very, very disappointing to me if this Ravens team, the way they're playing, did not win the Super Bowl this season. And you have to, on top of that, look at the offseason. But that's that's way too far ahead. I'm, I'm getting a little off track. Baltimore's a good team. They're the best team in the NFL this season. And it seems like they respond. They respond a lot better this season. Because, you know, Miami goes up 7 nothing in this game. Tyreek, big play by him dropping that touchdown. The game, obviously, Baltimore probably still wins. It. I didn't even know if they dropped it. But down 7 nothing like that, Ravens had to respond on offense. They absolutely did. <laughs> and then, I mean, look, Baltimore ended up just boat-raising the Dolphins for the rest of the game. Tua made a bunch of bad decisions, and the Ravens defense, again, boxed the entire field, took away the middle of the field. Devon Aitian had a pretty good game. You know, the run defense was a little spotty here and there. But look, now Baltimore has three weeks to rest up with their guys, and I think that, to me, that's one of the most important things here because you always have the conversation of what rest versus rust is. And I think, you know, Baltimore coming off of their bye played a really tough game against the Rams, who, again, were their toughest competition as well. And I see N. Baines agreeing with me at the minimum we have to make the Super Bowl. But, again, I mean, who scares you if you're the Ravens at this point? We talked about it last week. I just went out and I talked about it. I went on the night with it, so I talked about it too. The answer should be no one. No one should scare you, but that doesn't mean – that you can just look off all these teams. The Ravens don't. They do a good job of not looking off anybody and really making sure that they understand what's ahead of them. So it's going to be really cool to see this team go on this playoff run. Obviously, hopefully it's not one and done. It's been a great year for Baltimore sports, too. If you're an Orioles fan listening to this show, Orioles and Ravens both push number one seeds in the conference league. And obviously, hopefully the Ravens run goes a little better than the Orioles did. That was a little unfortunate for them. But it's just domination through and through. And I think Lamar Jackson is really mad at how the last couple of years have gone for him, how that 2019 run ended for him. He wants it. And this is a guy who's going to be a two-time MVP now. Got to have something to show for it here. If Lamar doesn't have anything to show for it, he will look at that MVP trophy that he gets, and he will look at it probably in disdain because he would want a Super Bowl trophy next to it, a Super Bowl MVP trophy next to it. He wants that. He does not care about winning us at all for the Week 17. And obviously, you had to get it to get the one seed, right? That's obviously important. But in the grand scheme of things, what I'm talking about, this team has won the AFC North again, another clinching game for them. And to me, it just feels like team of destiny almost. It, it does. I mean, Baltimore has gone on an insane, insane, insane stretch. Quickly over here, before we get into our first break, just looking at what the Ravens have done this season They've been on a tear. I mentioned they're 4-0 after the bye, but they have won how many games is this? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. They've won 10 of their last 11 games ever since that week 5 loss against the Steelers. They've been locked in, and I think some early season woes, they've learned from them, and they've really bounced back in a really, really big way. Coming up, though, in the second part of the show, keep celebrating here on Locked On Ravens talking about that Miami getting a little more in-depth, talking about how the Ravens pulled this one out and how it got so away from Miami. So be sure to stay tuned. A lot to still get to here on this live Instant Reaction edition of Locked on Ravens. First, though, this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. And we're going to daily fantasy sports look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun so many have had over the 25 times in the football season. All you have to 
it was like two more players pick more or less in the projected stats and place to entry. With basketball season here, you cannot pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league. We create specifically for combo projections that include two more players from different sports or leagues. For example, if you're a big LeBron James fan, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey and a seven and a half combo of three corners made plus receptions. If you want to play along with us on price picks, favorite players like Rafa McMillan, Katie, and Andrew Colts. You can find the key to be played under the promos tab of the app through the biggest name in the price picks community. Each week, plus price picks offers an awesome reboot policies or entry stay and play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return in the second. That player is rebooted. Price picks is in with any fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So go to pricepicks.com to have on NFL. Use code Lockdown NFL for a first thousand match up to one hundred dollars at PriceFix.com. That's Lockdown NFL. Use code Lockdown NFL for a first thousand match up to one hundred dollars. PriceFix Daily Fantasy Sports League. We're back. Our second segment, Lockdown Ravens Celebratory Episode Live Edition, as we're talking the Ravens clinching the AFC's number one seed, clinching the AFC North. Kevin Allstriker is still here with you. Thank you for tuning in to the live show today. Talking. In the chat here, I see Kobe's in here standing by. So crucial for Ronnie and Morgan, everyone else too. Wadislav, Stefan in here. I mean, we, we have so many people in the chat. It, it's popping right now. And if, if you don't catch one of our live shows when it's happening, you can obviously watch the replay on YouTube or in audio format. It's posted out there after the fact. You're in a little locked on Ravens after dark here. Is the, the light here is not working, so I had to get a bunch of lamps and lanterns and try to Light the place up as much as I could. I also have been busy uh, here. The car going by, very sick. So, again, show goes on. Definitely had to come on here and talk about this. So, I'm really excited about this team because, again, it's just they have this good team in front of them. This good team in front of them. And they just continue to dominate and dominate again. Baltimore pulls off a huge win against Miami. And let's talk about how they did it. Right, let's talk about how they did it here. Lamar Jackson wraps up the MVP with uh, a very quarterbacky performance, if I do say so myself. We'll uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. Lamar Jackson, 18-21, 321 passing yards, five touchdowns. We got the Jackson five. I'm loving it. A perfect 158.3 pass rating. And the Dolphins must hate Lamar Jackson. I mean, they have to hate him. I, I pulled the numbers. Four games against the Dolphins for Lamar in his career. Has an 142.7 pass rating. I believe the league average for pass rating this season is like 89 or something. 142.7 average pass rating for Lamar Jackson against the Dolphins here. 1,201 yards and 14 touchdowns with one interception. In four games. Four games. So that's 300.25 passing yards per game and 3.5 passing touchdowns per game. If 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 I'm the Dolphins, I must. I'm just you know I have nightmares about Lamar Jackson. So. To me, at least, I just, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy to think about how much success, and especially after the game he had that Thursday night game, I mean, just terrible, terrible, terrible. So this game, Lamar just absolutely balls out. Gus Edwards has a touchdown, his 13th of the season, 16 for 68 for Gus Edwards there. Justice Hill looked really explosive in this one, averaged 16 yards per touch on the ground and also 12.8 catching passes. Had three for 48 and then five for 64 and a touchdown through the air. Zay Flowers, another huge game, three for 106. Of course, that 75-yard touchdown pass from Lamar. Lamar is making some crazy throws and crazy angles in this game, too. I was really impressed with Lamar's poise in the pocket. And he talked after the game about how he likes to kind of be in control and have decisions where Tom Monk going to say, all right, let's dial this up for you. But I, he, he's someone that we know can make really, really good decisions as well here. 
Uh, we have a lot of comments in the chat here. Let, let's first start off. Let, let's end the uh, game box score here. Rashad Bateman, four from 54. He had one where, again, he kind of slowed up on the route and the ball was a little out of his reach. He juggled it, comes down. It was the first play of the game for the Ravens offense and it ends up getting called back because Bateman can't haul it in. Odell had an incredible vintage catch, one for 33 for Odell there. Geno Stone had eight total tackles and an interception. Again, Baltimore's defense was just all across the board here doing a, a really good job. Seventh interception for Geno Stone. Roquan Smith with a snagging interception. Speaking of snags, Isaiah likely had the snag touchdown catch. One of his two, Charlie Kohler got involved. Touchdown for him. Patrick Ricard, Project Pat getting involved in the action too. So Baltimore just dominant up and down here. I mean, Arthur Millette, I thought, had a solid game. Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith were doing their thing. Justin Matabike, his 13th sack on the season, which is just crazy. I mean, he's balling out. It's looking like uh, we're heading to franchise tag city with Justin Matabike there. So I don't know. It just feels like Baltimore has a lot of different things working in their favor right now here. Yeah. Christopher saying the defense played absolutely lights out. And yeah, at this point, I think that a bunch of players are stepping up for the Ravens and it, it's making them so tough in so many areas. And one of the areas that I want to talk about here. You cannot blitz Lamar Jackson anymore. You, you just can't do it. He has too many weapons around him. He makes such good decisions. I mean, his decision-making was definitely up and down over the first couple of years of his career. Even last year, he had a couple of baffling decisions that Giants interception probably be in the cake for it. But he just knows he reads the field. He takes the check down now. It's really, really good. And you used to be able to, oh, we're going to rush and speed up the clock. And, you know, he has to make this decision. He's so good at it now. You have to get immediate pressure. I mean, the formula to beating this offense now is you got to drop guys into coverage, bracket guys in, not let them beat you deep, but also win early when only rushing four. You can only rush four, maybe five against Lamar, and you have to win because shout out to the offensive line again. I thought they played really, really well throughout the entirety of this game. And it's been really important for them over the course of the season. There have been some up and downs. They didn't have Kevin Zeitler in this game. I thought Ben Cleveland held up really well at right guard. But again, no Kyle Hamilton, no Brandon Stevens in the secondary to start the game. Marlon Humphrey goes down early. They responded. I mean, Rocky Yassin gave up a couple plays, but I thought he was solid. Ronald Darby, who has been really good for them, mostly for the entire season, did an awesome job there. I see B more Ravens gunny here. KO, what a day. It was beautiful. Kings of the AFC North, number one seed. They just keep stacking things. They keep stacking, and hopefully they'll be able to make a really good impression in the playoffs because I think, you know, for a lot of people now, it's the only, oh, can Lamar win in the playoffs? Can Lamar do this? Can Lamar do that? But at this point, it's not about just Lamar. It's about this team, and that's why, to me, my expectations have increased even further from where they were at the start of the season because they have been so dominant for the majority of the year. If a team beats them before the Super Bowl, that's just a disappointment because they are clearing away the class of the AFC right now. And again, it's really not even close. Let's look at some team stats here from Miami and Baltimore in this game. Again, just really domination for the Ravens. And you look at it in a bunch of different forms, right? I mean, really, time of possession was the one that was e the most even for these two teams. The Ravens held the ball for just about a minute more than Miami did. And this is what I've been saying about the Ravens. They've just been an efficient team the entire season. And I've said it before, if you're an everyday on Lockdown Ravens, you know this. But the Greg Roman philosophy, again, what was it? Take the ball, hold it for 10 or 11 minutes, and drain the clock, score a touchdown. The Ravens in this game, I'm, I'm, I put the tweet out. I'm going to pull it here as I'm talking. But 
Baltimore scored 21 points outside of the end of the half kneel down they had from the end of the second quarter to the beginning of the second half. Baltimore scored three touchdowns and I'm getting close. It was, a, I think it may be a minute 31. Yeah. Three touchdowns in two minutes and nine seconds. They had a one play 75 yard touchdown drive. That was 12 seconds, four plays, 38 yards for a touchdown. That was 26 and three plays for 18 yards. It was a touchdown in a minute and 31. Now that last one was aided by the justice Hill big return. But again, Baltimore, they triple dipped at the end of the first half. They triple dipped. They didn't double dip. They triple because they got the ball. They scored. And then you say, oh, okay, they'll get the ball back in the second half. But Miami turns the ball over and the Ravens score a touchdown again before the end of the second half. So they double dipped before the half was even over. They got the ball back and they scored again. Baltimore's just doing uh, so many good things at this point. So, I just think that their expectations for me, you know, age of championship game or bust was the big expectation for me this year. It is now Super Bowl appearance or bust because they've just been that good for me. So rounding out the team stats here before we get into our big conversation about the rest, which obviously we'll talk about throughout the rest of the week here on Locked On Ravens. Miami ended up having four less first downs than the Ravens did, 24 for the Ravens and 20 for the Dolphins. Miami, just 221 yards passing. Now, Miami and Baltimore are pretty even in the rushing department, 160 compared to 154. But you look at the red zone. Baltimore went five for five in the red zone here. Miami only two for three. So that was the big part here. Baltimore got down in the red zone. They converted in the red zone, and they were able to get a couple of chunk plays from outside of the red zone to also score. That was the big part for me here. Four for seven on third down for the Ravens. They really were good on the early downs. They were converting a lot on first and second down. They didn't have a ton of third down situations when they were in third down situations. They converted Miami went six for 15 on third down. So well under 50% for them. Good mark by the Ravens defense. Two for four on fourth down for the Dolphins. Baltimore held. And obviously the one for one for the Ravens. We know what it was, was the Isaiah likely touchdown pass. So coming up with the final part of the show, we'll be talking about if the Ravens should rest their starters or not rest their starters. In their big week 17 wins. So I'm just going to stay tuned for that. We still have. So it is brought to you by FanDuel. And the NFL regular season is wrapping up right now, right? But there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports group. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets. Guaranteed when you place a $5 bet against $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. And the app is super easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can even make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays. And there's so much more. So for the Ravens, if you took the Ravens' money line, you're living large here. The Ravens blew that number out of the water. Lamar Jackson had more touchdowns for him. He was balling out. Zay Flowers, anytime touchdown. Pat Ricard, maybe anytime touchdown. Charlie Kohler might have won big money over on FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. We're back rounding out locked on Ravens. Kevin Ostriker still talking with you here on this glorious Sunday, New Year's Eve. A very happy New Year to everybody. I know we're recording this on December 31st. We'll be back here tomorrow on New Year's. First day of 2024, we'll be talking about the Ravens win, talking about Lamar Jackson's MVP, and a lot more. So be sure to subscribe to the channel here on YouTube and follow along in audio form. It's the same show, both audio and video. We do five days a week Ravens content here. This is episode 1,151. 
consecutively here for me. So the system five day a week plus more Ravens content. I appreciate all the support. We built a ton of great communities, YouTube, audio form, social media, subtext where you can get more exclusive Ravens content, locked on Ravens content as well. It's been awesome. It's been, it's been a joy ride for the most part. And I'm, I'm really glad I can do it all with everybody here supporting me and tuning into the show here. So it's awesome. I see a question from Benson here. Kevin, what are your thoughts on home field advantage? Do you think it will help Lamar in the playoffs? I do. Now, the Ravens are 7-1 and one on the road, right? We know the Ravens were a good road team this season. But, look, the Ravens are not going to play on the road again this season. Obviously, the only game they play, quote-unquote, on the road would be the Super Bowl if they get there. But to me, at home field advantage is huge. I mean, it takes away them having to travel. First of all, you get the crowd behind you. The Ravens, they, they feed into their crowd energy. I think absolutely it's going to help them. And I know a lot of people still have a bunch of bad memories from 2019. I get it. It's a thing that shouldn't have happened. I mean, the Ravens were the far superior team that year. You can even go back to 2006 in that divisional round, right, where the Colts came in. It was a field goal only game when the Ravens won. There, there have not been pleasant memories, I guess, at MNT Bank Stadium in the divisional round. And I think that's where people's hesitancy comes from. But to me, I don't know. At this point, Baltimore – they are, it's a different team. You know, I don't like pigeonholing a current team to a past team. I don't like connecting those because sure. You can talk about what happened. You can talk about how it was bad, but that 2019 didn't have Roquan Smith. Mike McDonald was not the defensive coordinator. They, they didn't have the depth. They dealt with a bunch of injuries in that. And Mark Ingram, Mark Andrews, both were just not able to play up to the level. Ingram didn't even play in the game barely, I think. So at this point, Baltimore has a lot in their favor, and I don't know. There, there's a lot to like about this team. I see Emil checking in from Puerto Rico. I appreciate you tuning in, Emil. It's this team is is destiny to me. I mean, I've I've thought this for a while, and again, I'm not trying to jinx it. Please don't take it that way. But who is challenging the Ravens? There are a lot of good teams in the NFL. Plenty of work still to be done. I'm not giving the Ravens a Super Bowl, but they have to be your favorites. I mean, they have to be there. They've Past every test they've been given. And other teams have failed the Ravens' test miserably. The 49ers failed the Ravens' test miserably. The Dolphins, miserably, right? It's just all these things. The one team I think that might be able to get them if, if things go right for them, it's weird to say, but I think if Flacco had does his magic, the Browns' defense to me is the only thing that I think can stop this Ravens' offense right now Miles Garrett. It's not even about Flacco to me. It's about, it's about Miles Garrett, right? It's about... Browns defense and how good they've been. Baltimore's defense is better, but I think that Browns defense is the only one that maybe stole Lamar Jackson and then off went down. But even so, I just don't see it. I don't see how the Ravens lose, and it's really interesting to me how it happened. Nico saying, Kevin, how to play the same opponents in the playoffs? Uh, wait, how to play the same opponents in the playoffs? Well, if you're talking about, like, for example, with the Browns, Nico, I don't know if this is your question, but I'll just I'll take it in this direction. The Browns and the Ravens playing three times in a season, right? The Steelers and the Ravens playing during you know the early quote unquote days and late two thousands, early two thousand tens. But playing a team three times in a season it gets it familiar, right? You know them, they know you. There's a bunch of film for your players and their players. But at this point, I don't know. I feel like uh, Baltimore. With playing the same opponent, like if they have to play Miami again, like if they play them twice, that'd be the second time they meet. They have to play Jacksonville again, again. A team that they didn't play is Buffalo. They didn't play Buffalo this year. They didn't play Kansas City this year. So 
there are advantages and disadvantages to playing a team twice or three times in a year versus playing them the first time. And I think it's the advantage. Personally, I'd rather play Buffalo or Kansas City than a team that they've played already because I think it's the advantage Lamar has in the NFC. Why is Lamar 21 in the NFC? It's because teams don't see them all. You can look at the film, you can study tape, but it's a different animal when he's on the field. He's keeping you out. He's running past you, right? You don't really get to see or feel the speed in person. It's different on tape than it is in person. So, I don't know. There, there's just a lot to like with how this is setting up for Baltimore. They get to rest. Other teams are going to be beat up coming into the main stadium. Hopefully, Kyle Hamilton will be good by then. Brad Stevens, the guys that got injured as well. So to me, I mean, I think, again, let's look at the picture across the AFC. Benson saying Kansas City would really like to see. Miami just fell apart against the Ravens. They're banged up and really, really injured. They're going to be playing for the division next week against Buffalo. Buffalo, I mean, look, they're on a hot streak. Josh Allen is a very turnover-prone quarterback, though. They're a good team, but we'll see what happens. Buffalo might be the biggest threat to me outside of the Browns. I think it's Buffalo and Cleveland. Like, those are the two teams you got to worry about. Kansas City has not looked good. I'm, I'm, I'll check Kansas City is playing right now uh, against Cincinnati. I don't know if they're winning or not. I haven't checked. Yeah, 17 to 13 since he's winning with Jake Browning at halftime. So again, Kansas City's just in a free fall right now. Jacksonville won today, but wasn't super inspiring. I think Houston's honestly more of a threat than Jacksonville is at this point. I mean, I I don't know. I think that the Ravens are by far and away the best team in the AFC. And that's why to me, anything other than a Super Bowl berth is a failure. At this point, at least, you know, in my opinion here. So I don't know. Christopher saying, I hope Queen is healthy. He was grabbing his shoulder a lot. Queen's been banged up for a while. He's had that thing. Definitely something that's aggravated. I would not expect him to play, which kind of leads us into the conversation about should they rest their guys or not rest their guys. I expect the Ravens to handle this a little differently than they did in 2019. I would probably say that some of their starters will play for they might treat it like a preseason game. The guys who were truly hurt will not play. I would not expect Kyle Hamilton or Brandon Stevens or Queen or some of those guys, maybe Michael Pierce. He came back in the game, so maybe he'll play. But some of these guys who were truly injured did not play. But for guys like uh the offensive line, potentially Linderbaum and you know Roquan Smith and, and all these guys who aren't injured, Lafe Owe, right? Geno Stone. I'd expect those guys to play probably a quarter or a half, but I wouldn't expect them to get to get super, super crazy with it. You know, Ronnie Stanley, I wouldn't expect to play a lot, if at all. Morgan Moses, the same thing. So I don't know. I feel like the Ravens will and probably should handle a little bit differently, but they don't want to just roll over and give Pittsburgh a win here, right? They, they don't want to do that. They want to go and make sure that, hey, you know, we, we take care of business. We want to win. But at the end of the day, the game means absolutely nothing to the Ravens in terms of seeding. They are locked in to the one seed. Very, It's the same situation in 2019, right? 2023, same situation. Last game of the season, the Ravens are playing Pittsburgh with no seeding implications. They have it absolutely locked up. And this, that's week 17 compared to week 18, right, is very different. But at this point, Baltimore – it's, it's just so much better for them now because I know, again, don't want to pigeonhole the 2023 team with the 2019 team, but you take the rest 10 times out of 10 in terms of the bye week, right? You you can wonder and talk about, oh, well, how should they handle it if this week 18 game, you know, what does it mean? It means nothing for them. So at this point, I don't really know why the Ravens wouldn't 
rest their injured guys in week 18, but then play some of the guys that are healthier just to keep a rhythm a little bit because game momentum is different than practice momentum. I think we saw the Ravens, you know, get off to a little bit of a sloppy start against the Rams coming off of their bye. So I don't know. Baltimore is going to have their work cut out for them in the playoffs, but this is the best team in the NFL and 100%. They're going to be ready for any challenge. And look, the, the playoffs run through Baltimore runs through the bank. So I'm super, super excited for the Ravens and what this run can be for them. Benson's saying, do I think Lamar plays the whole game? I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think the whole game. I'd probably expect maybe if, because Lamar I think wants to play, but he also understands the importance. So I'm not ruling out the possibility he doesn't play, but I'd expect maybe a quarter or a half from Lamar in this one personally. That's all I have for you here today though on Locked on Ravens. I appreciate everybody tuning in to the live stream. Be sure to subscribe in video form, audio form, the whole nine yards here. We have more Ravens content coming at you tomorrow, 6 a.m. Eastern time. Be sure to stay tuned for that. We're here for your five days a week plus more on Locked on Ravens. So be sure to stay tuned. Ravens win big against the Miami Dolphins, 56 to 19, clinching number one seed in the AFC and the AFC North. I'll see you right back here tomorrow on Locked on Ravens.